In this episode, I'll point to my resources page, which is a curated page of some of the tools I found really useful to aid my fasting. Some of the links on that page are affiliate links, which essentially means I get a small commission if you decide to buy the item from that link. This is completely at no cost to you. Welcome to the Fasting Pod, episode four. Why should I monitor my progress? This is a common question asked by lots of people. It doesn't matter whether you're doing fasting or whether you're doing another diet. Why don't people want to monitor things? Well, it's hard, isn't it? It's time consuming. And that's what we're going to be discussing in this session. We're also going to be looking at an approach to the festive season. Five reasons for not monitoring. Oh, that's interesting. Why we should monitor. What we should monitor. And committing to a weekly review. So all that's left for me to say is roll those titles. He's not a medical professional. He's not a nutritionist. He's not a best-selling author. He's not even an athlete. But he is a man who's passionate about the Fast 5-2 diet. He wants to try and get everybody to be able to achieve their health goals whilst having their cake and eating it. And here he is, the man himself. It's Ben Hampson. Hello and welcome to episode 4. Goodness me, I can't quite believe we're episode 4 already. But, here we are. And here we are coming to the end of 2019. And what's happening? The festive season. So how should we approach it? Well, I'm going to surprise you. You should have fun. I think you should eat and drink what you want, as long as there's no medical reason not to do it. But I do want you at the back of your mind to think about what you eat. Is it worth the calories? Really? Is it really? Are you sure? Okay then. Well, if it is, then you have it. So a question I've been asked this week which I think is really valid, is should I start fasting now? And I'm again, I think I'm going to surprise you. Given the time of year, I would say wait until the 2nd of January. Because I'm sure you're going to be going out quite a lot and probably you're going to find it difficult to fast. Now, for those of you who've already started Should you give up for Christmas? No. If you've already started, just try and fast when you can. And prepare yourself for January, because January is fast time. I've already started doing 5-2. I was doing 6-1, so 6 days not fasting and and 1 day fasting. I've already started on 5-2. Why? Because I've already been out. I've already seen my weight rise, so I need to counteract that and and hit you know sort of cut it off at the pass. 
So let's look at five reasons not to monitor. I haven't got the time. Number one. If I have to monitor, it takes up time I don't have. Yet, you're saying that, but you probably can find time to see your friends or do a hobby you like or find time for your kids. Make the time. Health is wealth. What you need to do to make the time is find the best thing that works for you. So, is it an app? As I said, I use NutriCheck. There's lots of other apps out there to help you monitor your calories, for example. There's other apps out there to help you monitor your weight. You know, I tend to use the Fitbit app because I've got the Fitbit scales. There's also the Under Armour MyFitnessPal, which is also good. You can use those. You could also use a spreadsheet. Nothing wrong with a spreadsheet. I love a good spreadsheet. But you could also use a pen and paper. Just find the best workflow for you. Find the time and stick to it. Number two, blissful ignorance. I once knew a man who didn't weigh himself because he knew the moment he weighed himself, he'd have to stop eating the food that he loved. A man who'd not even weigh himself when he started dieting because he knew the true horror if he did. A man who ate so much each day of the festive season, he was almost sick each day. Who was that? That was me. I weighed 94.2 kilos or 208 pounds on the 14th of January 2015. Realistically, I think I probably weighed 110 kilos or 243 pounds at the end of 2014. And I may have been in blissful ignorance, but it was not worth it. And I would have just carried on putting on weight if I hadn't done something about it. And weighing myself was the wake-up call that I needed. Don't be in blissful ignorance. Five years later, I've shed 40 bags of sugar. And that's how I'm going to start talking about weight loss in terms of bags of sugar. So a bag of sugar is about a kilo or 2.2 pounds because I think it's much easier for you guys to understand if I, if I am talking about my own stats or, or somebody else's stats. Number three, too complicated. I need a diet that works for me. I need a diet which involves me changing nothing. I want a diet which means I can eat what I want when I want. I want one of those diets too. Where can I get one of those? The answer is you're probably not going to find a diet like that. You may find a diet 
like for example something like slimming world for example really good it gets you to um, eat lots of things of a certain variety and lo lots of things that you can't eat of other varieties you don't really have to measure the sort of what they term free foods weight watches is, is, is similar as well you still need to monitor and you still need to measure the foods that are sins or have points attached to them. Ultimately, though, those are going to give you short-term weight loss. Long-term, you're going to put it back on. And the reason I say that is because that's exactly what I've done. So if you feel monitoring your calories and your weight is too complicated, I'd try it for a few weeks and then see how you get on. It's not too complicated because it's going to mean a long-term loss to you, not short-term. So think of it like that. Number four, I don't want to change the way that I eat. Nobody does. But excessive food or the wrong kind of food may make you happy in the short term. Long term, it's not really going to work. I think ultimately what you need to do is everything you eat, decide, is it worth the calories? Really worth the calories? If it is, Okay, you may need to change things around. So if you've got 2,000 calories for the day and the thing you want is 500 calories, that's fine. You've got 1,500 calories to play with for the rest of the day. If you decide that's too much, well, you may want to swap things out. But you just need to have that conversation with yourself and not go over those calories. I think you need to think of, or certainly from my point of view, I've always dreamed of not going on a diet, but changing my diet. And for me, fasting has given me that opportunity. You also need to look at the way you approach food. So take a, a classic where you're, thinking mm, well it's a bit bland and I kind of like it why don't you try and find a new way to jazz it up uh, I for example tend to have mascarpone in the fridge now and I just add a little bit of mascarpone to something so there's a, a pasta sauce that I do which I keep in the freezer and I have every so often um, which is really nice but it's quite bland so I add some spice to it and I add a little bit of mascarpone and suddenly the sauce goes from being meh, a bit bland to amazing really really nice also and this is something that we'll be doing over the next few episodes is we need to look at food and try and challenge ourselves to see it in a different way and try new recipes. 
I've been sort of doing that over the last few weeks and it's been really interesting. You know, some things won't work, but some, but a lot of things will. Number five, sleep difficulties. Nobody wants a bad night's sleep. It's really, really horrible. I don't have much sleep at night. I usually have about sort of six hours, which is fine for me. But if I have that broken in any way, I find it very, very difficult to function the next day. And I, I know a lot of people are worried if they change their diet, they won't be able to sleep properly or that they're going to be hungry at night. And what I would say to that is, yeah, things may get a little bit worse before they get better. But most people who have fasted find that their sleep improves. So now let's look at why we should monitor. And I'd like to read out a phrase to you. What gets measured gets managed. And that was said by a gentleman called Peter Drucker. He was sort of a very early management consultant. But it's really, really true. It's something that stuck with me for a long time. What gets measured gets managed. What gets monitored means that your progress moves. Tracking your progress is ultimately going to motivate you to move forward. Even if there's a bump in the road, you know there's a bump in the road. Whereas if you're not monitoring, you don't know that's happened. So particularly with your weight, if you if you see your weight hasn't dropped as much as you would have perhaps liked, well, maybe you've got to adopt something different. For example, when I just before I got to go the last couple of months, my weight wasn't dropping as much as I liked. So I moved from 5.2 to 4.3, i.e. four days not fasting and three days fasting. And my weight got to a, a, if you like, a happy medium where I, I lost exactly kind of what I was expecting to lose. I think also monitoring means that we're accountable and when we're accountable even if it's just to ourselves, we tend to carry on with the changes ideally if you can you also want to tell another person and the reason I say that is because then you become accountable to somebody else so if you've said I want to get so for example I told my wife I wanted to get to 70 kilos. I'm now accountable to get to that point. And I honestly believe that really helped me because each week she'd ask me, or oh, where are you? You know, are you are you on track? Are you below where you wanted to be? Are you above where you wanted to be? And it was really nice to be able to chat things through with somebody. Now, I'm going to commit to you at the end of this podcast to do a weekly review. So I'm becoming accountable to my audience. And I think that's really, really important. Now, I'm not suggesting that you should go out to your 
social media community and say, this is what I'm going to do. But why don't you tell one friend or tell your mum, tell your dad, tell who, whoever, your, your, your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband. Alternatively, if you want to, you, I'm more than happy for you to send an email to say, no, this is where I want to get to. But you've made yourself accountable to somebody else. So now let's let's look at what we should monitor. So obviously, it's kind of a given that we need to monitor our weight. Try and choose one place and in that room, one position where you're going to put your scales. Choose one day of the week and a similar kind of time that you're going to weigh yourself. Try and only do it once a week. You can do it more. So, for example, if you want to look at your body fat percentage and BMI, your body fat percentage is actually at a more realistic level in the afternoon. However, you're likely to have put on more weight. So I tend to weigh myself, for example, in the morning on a Saturday because I find that kind of works for me. And just looking at sort of body fat percentage and BMI, if you can, try and get a scale that reports those because it is a really good indicator as to how you're doing. So weight is an absolute must. We must look at that each week. I would also suggest, and it's something that I didn't do, but something that I'd like to, to get into, is that you monitor your belly each week. So standing shoulder width apart, you measure from your belly button in a, keeping the sort of measuring tape as straight as you can and making sure that skin's not depressed and, and measure that, that figure. That's kind of an optional. We should also monitor our calories each day. What you'll find is when you first start off, it gets, it's a bit cumbersome because you essentially have got to find out the calories of everything. Obviously, if you use an app, it makes it a bit easier, um, particularly if one that you can sort of scan the barcode in. Um, as I said, the one I use is NutriCheck, which is uh, really I found really, really good. The Under Armour MyFitnessPal is also really good. Um, and the, the Fitbit app is also good. I find for, for calorie monitoring, they do they do all work, but it, certainly in the UK, the NutriCheck one is, is really, really useful um, and tends to have a lot more food-based items in it than some of the other ones. However, I believe in the US, for example, um, the Fitbit app and the MyFitnessPal are much better and much have a much broader level of um, food items in them. So it may be worth um, choosing choosing those if you're in, in that location. And I know quite a lot of you are. So hopefully you'll find one that's, that's good for you. But as I said, there's nothing wrong with the pen and paper and there's nothing wrong with a, a spreadsheet or however you, you decide to do it. Ideally, oh, and don't forget to also monitor your uh, drinks that you have as well. Because if you enjoy that sort of 
a skinny latte or a latte or I love a mocha, those calories all add up. Ideally, if you can also, um, you want to monitor the fat intake as well of each of those foods, the saturated fats, protein, carbohydrates, including sugars and salt. But that again, that's sort of a nice to have. Just the first thing is to monitor your, your, your calories. I would also suggest that you monitor, monitor your water consumption as well. So the only really real reason for doing that is just to kind of motivate you to, to drink a bit more. Uh, I've noticed, for example, over the last couple of days, I've been busy doing various things and my water consumption has been very, very bad. Normally I do about 3,000 um, millilitres a day and I've only been doing sort of 1,500 or 1,800. So today I've committed to doing a bit more and I'm, 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 I've already sort of exceeded that, which is really good news. Something that you might also want to consider and certainly if you look at the resources section uh, on the website, uh, you'll, you'll see that is a fitness band. And the reason I say that is because it kind of monitors for you, so you don't really have to worry about it, but it's really useful to, to get stats like your heart rate and your resting heart rate. I find particularly the resting heart rate is a really good indicator as to how you're doing. Um, mine, for example, has dropped from sort of 75 um, upwards to sort of 78 down to sort of 62 to 65 and that's all due definitely to, to weight loss so I would I would definitely you know sort of have have a look at that the one I'd probably recommend if you're sort of starting and you're not sure whether or not something that you you want to sort of commit to is the Fitbit charge 3 because it's small, compact, and it doesn't really sort of, you know, kind of get in your way. Uh, it doesn't really do much more than sort of monitoring sort of fitness and exercise and sleep quality and floors and that kind of thing, uh, active minutes uh, or moving, um, and, you know, how often you're standing during the day. Um so it's not like an Apple Watch, which is also something I, I, I actually have both because I, I, I wanted the stats from Fitbit because I've got those since 2015. But I like the Apple Watch from the point of view of the, it's much easier to understand how you're doing because essentially you've got three rings, one that shows your exercise, one that shows how much you're standing during the day and one, one that shows how much you're moving during the day. And I find that's really good and I always wanted to sort of close my rings, which is the idea. So you have these three rings that you have to close each day. However, you know, obviously that's a lot more expensive, but you do get a lot of other benefits. You know, there's lots of nice apps and that kind of thing that, that come with the watch and also that you can either buy or, or generally get for the watch. So I find that's really useful from, from that perspective. Um, but obviously it is a, a, a bit more. The other thing that's, and, and again, that's that's kind of a nice to have, so not, not, not necessary. The other thing that's worth considering as well is a blood pressure monitor. It's something that I want to commit in my weekly review and something I want to commit to doing each day is actually monitor my blood pressure. 
I found that generally for my systolic pressure, I'm I'm okay. My my blood pressure monitor kind of gives you red, amber, and green. Generally, that's always green. My diastolic pressure, however, quite often is amber. Generally, it's weird because during the day, uh, I find it, it changes. So it's amber in the morning, but by the afternoon stroke evening, essentially it's gone to green. So obviously, my blood pressure it, it sort of increases during the morning for some, for some reason. I'm not quite sure why because I'm not sure I do anything sort of that's very stressful or anything sort of during the morning. But I think that that is generally the rule that it is sort of a bit um, higher sort of in, in the morning and then sort of gradually decreases during the day. So, so now what I'd like to do is, is look at the weekly review and, and just sort of explain what it is. So first of all, before I sort of go on, um, a little bit about it I don't do it so this is something new for me and something that I want to commit to you to doing each week I'm not quite sure how or, or what format that's going to take whether I'm going to do that in the podcast itself or whether I'll do it sort of via social media or whether I'll do it on on the website itself but but from next week I'm going to commit to doing that and I'm going to monitor and tell you what my weight is, my belly measurement, um, the data from my fitness band and how, that, how that's gone. And what I'd like you to do is commit to a weekly review too. Maybe not next week, but the, the week after once we get into the new year. And I'd be more than happy and I'd love to hear from you. So if you want to email me at ben at tdpod.com. Let me know how you got on. But really, all we get, all you you do in the weekly review is just monitor those things: the so weight, uh, fitness band data, look at your water consumption, maybe look at your calories if you had a particular day where you didn't quite do as well as you would have liked. Try and understand what went wrong or what went right. You know, you may think, well, actually, you know, once a week I like to go out with that friend, and I always go over my calories. And I'm prepared to accept that. And what I'm, you know, what you might want to consider then in a weekly review is, well, I'm doing six one at the moment. I'm going to do five two because I know I'm going to go and see this friend, and I know it's going to upset things. Or you might say, well, I'm doing five two. I'm going to do four three. You've got to decide what kind of works for you. So I'd just like to say thank you very much for listening to me and just go through what we've covered. An approach to the festive season. Five reasons for not monitoring. Why we should monitor. What we should monitor. And we've committed, hopefully, to doing the weekly review. So all that's left for me to say is I hope you have a great festive season. If you celebrate it, a very Merry Christmas to you. If you celebrate it, Happy New Year to you as well. There will be a podcast next week, but in case you decide to leave it till later, I'll say my Merry Christmases and my Happy New Years or best wishes for the holiday season to you. Look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. And all that's left for me to say is happy fasting. <laughs>